Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel up here in the press box. Thanks for being with us. Paul Hamilton, Pat Malacaro also up here. Uh, Sabres, after scoring seven the other night, looks like it was maybe a a one-hit wonder for Buffalo. Right back to the scoring woes at home in this building, and Florida wins it four to nothing. It was pretty much a two-nothing game for the majority of it. They had an empty netter and then kind of a uh, pointless power play goal in the final seconds to maybe make it a little worse than it was. But the worst part of this remains the same, and that's the zero on the scoreboard. Anthony Stellars, excuse me, tonight makes 40 five saves for Florida and some of them were good ones and some of them the Sabres made it easy I feel like uh, tonight was maybe I'll call it the middle uh, of efforts middling efforts in terms of maybe what we saw uh, the St. Louis game on Saturday shots but really no net presence at all none of that energy that maybe Don Granado would be happy for all right we're ready for locker room interviews let's go to Alex Tuck live with Paul Hamilton Alex, again, you got a lot of shots on goal. Um, you created some chances. Why weren't you able to score in this particular game? I feel. You know what? I think uh, first of all, it's a it's a really good team. They play really smart. Uh, they play the right way each and every shift. And uh, I thought them getting the first goal was the big difference tonight. I thought we ended up having to uh, chase the game a little bit. Um, I think we tried to make a, make it a point to try to get the first one, but obviously. Uh, they were able to capitalize on a point-blank opportunity. Uh, and then from there, our, our power play is still struggling. Um, uh, we just weren't able to capitalize on some opportunities. And obviously, Stolarz played really well over there. He made some really big stops for them. And uh, obviously, well-deserved shutout, 44 saves. And just wasn't good enough from us. Wasn't good enough in those uh, dirty areas, bearing down. and. A little too many shots on the outside with no traffic. Pretty made it a little bit easier on them, but yeah, just a. You, you did have a lot of shots, but did you feel you passed up some good opportunities too as a team? Uh, maybe, maybe we were making one extra pass. I don't know. Maybe it's what it looks like from up there, but honestly, it's just a little bit grittier, a little bit more uh, fu mentality, and 
um, especially around, like I said, the dirty areas around the net. Um, but they, they locked it down pretty good, especially after they got the first one, they were able to sit back and uh, we tried to have, we had to play through them instead of the opposite. So uh, when you give it the first one, you usually play on, you have to play on your toes, you have to keep going, pushing forward and uh, it's a little bit harder when the team's got a lead on you. Looked like on the one power play, that, that was the opportunity maybe to get back into it. It was one nothing at the time and you guys did get a little bit of pressure on it, as I recall, in that power play. Yeah, I mean, it's opportunities, but like I said, not capitalizing, not get, being able to finish around the net, and I don't know, we just weren't able to roll over momentum, I think. It was a little too broken tonight. How about Kamri getting thrown into that situation, uh, making some big saves for you? Yeah, no, I thought he played really well tonight, obviously. Um, I, thought, I thought he made some really key saves for us, especially in the first period. They came out, and uh, they wanted to get pucks on, on the net, um, make it uncomfortable for him, and... He was able to keep us in it as uh, as long as he as long as he could, um, but no, yeah, I mean that's a tough situation, and we, we needed to help him out a little bit better. Uh, I thought he'd seen the puck, and um, you know what, we we got to be a little bit better in front of him as well. You guys have been hearing more about generating a lot of shots. What's causing the lack of activity around the Just a mentality, I guess. Have to go to the net. It's pretty much plain and simple. I mean, it's tough. You, you play a team that's man on man. You need to play a little bit different. You have to roll in and out of spots. But I thought um, <clears throat> at times we did a really good job of it, and we caused chaos, and we got opportunities. And like I said, Stoller still got stood on his head and made some really big saves for them. Um, but I mean, that's what we were able to get our best chances was after a shot with a guy in front, and then a second chance opportunity. And we had a few of those. We just didn't capitalize on them. Thank you, Alex. Alex Tuck on the post game. Brian, back to you. Paul, Alex Tuck amongst those stymied tonight. Tuck had a deflection play going to the net in the third period that looked like another good chance for a goal, but Anthony Stellaris was very, very good in net, stopping 45 of the Buffalo shot attempts tonight. And I would agree with Paul, too. I think they also passed up on some looks that they had. So, I mean, they could have easily been over 50 tonight in terms of the shot totals, but just not, in my opinion, maybe kind of just still that, as he said, gritty net presence, it was obviously much better in the L.A. game. Wasn't there at all against St. Louis. I think tonight it was kind of maybe in the middle. Back to the room. Eric Comrie is now live. Eric, when did you find out that you, you were going to wind up in that? Uh, at the end of morning skate this morning. Just uh, Oopies dealing with something day to day. and shouldn't be too long, but just found out this morning. So it gave you time, some time to prepare then? Oh, yeah, I had enough time. I was plenty prepared. I mean, I mean, just skate was obviously a little different to get my full routine in, but I was, I was ready to go. You're used to it, but I mean, how'd you feel? I mean, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but it's not nothing new for you, I guess. Yeah, I felt I felt pretty good tonight. I felt okay um, for the most part. I thought the team played really good in front of me, and it was unfortunate we couldn't get the win. It looked like you made some good saves in the first period. They had some pressure on you, and it looked like you were you were you were feeling it. I mean, it didn't look like it took you long to get into that game. No, I felt pretty good right from the get go. Uh, I felt good throughout the whole day. I know uh, I just kind of kept doing what I felt I was doing in uh, Roch when I was down there for my little sent down there. And uh, try to keep keep building those habits. You said you kind of relaxed in Notch. You, you had a different mentality. Do you think you, you were able to use that tonight? Helped you? Um, yeah, I felt for the most part, I felt pretty relaxed, pretty calm. I felt like I was just trying to have some fun out there and really enjoy the game and enjoy just working for these guys out there because these guys worked hard for me tonight and I just tried to reciprocate that effort. Do you feel more pressure when the team is having trouble like it is scoring goals, playing goal, knowing that there's not a lot of room for air? Um, no, not necessarily. I think I'm just trying to do my job. I know these guys are doing everything they can to score, and I know that I'm just going to do everything I can to get wins. So, I mean, 
the end of the day, they're they're working so hard to score there, and they're very talented. I mean, we scored seven goals last game, I and mean, it's not like we're struggling to score. I just had a goalie played really good tonight. Stores was really good. How did you feel about the second goal? Did you want that challenge? Did you feel he, he interfered with you? Oh, I'd have to see the video on that. Just uh, I'd have to go back and see it. I'm sorry, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know right now. Eric, I mean, it ended up being an opportunity for you, but what was it like? Even though it's shorter term, just seeing Oopy get nicked up, given the way he's playing and you know things are going well. I know you guys are pretty close. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, no, it's not going to be long. He'll be back really soon here, just day to day. He was, he's playing great. He'll keep it going. He's, he's, uh, he's a true pro, and he'll make sure he's ready for the next one. Thanks, Eric. Eric Comrie on the post-game show. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Eric Comrie, Alex Tuck before that, part of our Blue and Gold Locker Room Reports, brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Stat here before we go to break. Buffalo had 45 shots tonight on Stellars and got shut out. The last time they had that many shots, um, over 40 shots, and got shut out. We're going to go back to February 12th, 2013 against Ottawa. Sabres had 42 shots on Craig Anderson, the former Sabre, then Senator Goalie, and got shut out. But 45 tonight, so whew, big total not to score a goal. For all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. For all of you on our flagship here on WGR, more of the Upstate Honda Dealers post game coming up. 4 nothing, Florida is the final. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. We'll have Don Granado next, Paul Hamilton's take as well, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Nicola, Rodriguez off the left boards, fires a shot, rebound, Comrie got a piece of it, and at the far post comes up with a big save, and the Sabres try to transition the other way. Solid night for both goaltenders. Stellars the shutout. Eric Comrie also good for Buffalo. That save from Eric Comrie is our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. 4-0 the final. Florida beating Buffalo. We welcome you back here to the Upstate Honda dealers postgame. I'm Brian Colziel. Let's get the highlights going here. Florida getting on the board first. This is actually all they would need. Carter Verhage taking advantage of a Buffalo turnover with his 27th of the season. Ryan Johnson stripped of the puck up front. They score. Barkoff with the takeaway, and Verhage puts it in the back of the net. one nothing Panthers. Well, Barkoff makes the play, stripping Ryan Johnson in the corner and then feeding Verhage in front, who was all alone. one nothing Florida. That's all they would need. That was the game-winning goal. We're making that the NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. It was 1-0 Florida after one. We go to the second and late stages. Six on five, delayed penalty against the Sabres, and the Panthers take advantage. Caught. Uh, shot by Comrie. He can't make the save. It's off of Comrie and in the net on the delayed call. On the shot from the far point, Kachuk takes the shot. Actually deflected off Lundell on his way to the net, his seventh of the, seventh of the season. 2-0 Florida, that was the score after two. We go to the third, Buffalo with some opportunities. Can't get it done, and then with the empty net, Florida seals it for Hagee, his 
second of the night. At the line, far side. Darlene can't keep it in. Empty net for Reinhardt. Looking for number 40. He's going to carry it in for Hagee. Puts it to the back of the net. <laughs> you know he wanted to probably give it back to him, but he said, no, I'm going to finish this. It's 3-0 Florida. 133 to go in the third. For Hagee, late his second of the night, 28th of the season. Reinhardt did have a look at the open net and gave it up. That would have been number 40 for Sam. Nevertheless, 3-0 Florida. And guess what? Florida getting some stat padding in the final seconds with Benson in the box. Power play goal for Lumberg made it 4-0. Getting the extra power play time as Lomberg against the goal as they just throw it to the net. Rebound was here. And Lomberg picks up his first power play goal of the season. Lumberg getting his fourth to make the final 4-0 Florida. Buffalo getting decent goaltending again, but no goals on the other end. And kind of the blip on the radar, that seven-goal performance the other night against Los Angeles. Before that, it was uh, more problems offensively. After winning 7-0, they scored one against St. Louis, one against Dallas. I mean, these home games, they just continue to not put offense up. It seems like, you know, it all came in one night, unfortunately. And uh, the Sabres finished this uh, homestand, a four-game homestand, one and three. The only lo only win uh, was against Los Angeles the other night. They'll head on the road Saturday to take on Minnesota. That's a 5 p.m. puck drop, by the way, 5 p.m., pregame at 4. Uh, and then back home Monday for President's Day. And that's a 12.30 faceoff, 11.30 pregame on WGR. And then uh, off on the road again for Montreal and Columbus. So... You look at the quality of opponents here. You got Minnesota, Anaheim, Montreal, Columbus. Those are just those aren't strong teams. So you know, for whatever it's worth at this point, if you think these uh, games matter in the standings, some of you are still maybe thinking yes. Some of you are saying no. Uh, there's four, I would call easier opponents on the schedule. However, all four of those teams could be saying the same thing about the Sabers for sure, and have every right to do so, uh, as Buffalo loses another game in regulation tonight in their 53rd game of the season. All right, let's talk injury report next. Brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. We found out just a couple of hours before puck drop that Lukanen, Ugo Pekka Lukanen could not go. Uh, he is out, and that's why Dustin Tokarski was called up. Eric Comrie, again, I thought he played very well in net. Faced 31 shots essentially just let in those two goals, the empty netter and then the power play at the end was kind of a meaningless one. Um, but uh, yeah, gave him a chance. Sabres, though, couldn't score. So I guess in the end, it really didn't matter uh, who ended up <laughs> putting in, in, in net in this one. If Lukanen plays and, you know, that first goal, and nobody was stopping that, Sabres didn't score. So uh, in the end, no matter who was in net, the Sabres were not winning without a goal at the end of this one. Uh, so that was also injury news in the game. Eric Johnson left for a little bit. Uh, he got hit in the face with a puck in the late stages of the first. He missed some of the second, but uh, did return. Johnson in the game played 11:49 was a minus two, two block shots. Although again, that first goal really not his fault uh, with the giveaway there when Barkoff stripped Ryan Johnson on the opposite side. Uh, other individual stats for the Sabers among their 45 shots, eight of them were from Rasmus Dahlin who played almost 30 minutes in this game, 29-29 of ice time. That led the Sabres. He also had 30 shifts to lead the Sabres. The eight shots led the Sabres. Four block shots led the Sabres. So, you know, Darlene busy playing a ton, racking up some stats, but still uh, he a part of this offense that couldn't get it done. The power play tonight kind of reverted back to 
excuse me, what we've seen quite often this year, struggling, inconsistencies, tough zone entry uh, for the Sabres tonight again at times during that man advantage. Uh, they definitely struggled uh, for that. Power plays as a team here. Sabres 0 of 2 and Florida 1 of 3. Stellars gets the win with 45 saves. Comrie the loss with 27 saves. Your three stars are all Panthers. Lundell, star number three, had a goal and an assist. Verhage with two goals. He's star number two, including the game winner. And, of course, Stellars in net, the number one star. Anthony Stellars is our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, when you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. The announced attendance here at KeyBank Center tonight, 14,277. Buffalo will next play on the road at Minnesota on Saturday. All right, Don Granado is meeting with the media. Let's take you there live. Chance that he could be back on for Saturday's game? Yeah, I'd say there's a good chance. Um, it, you know, it was um, he skated this morning, and it was still um, hopeful that he could go. Uh, but the, the decision was give him another another day rest. Uh, we think it'll be much better um, and, and completely resolved, uh, and that's the hope. So. So yeah, there's a good chance. Did it happen this morning, or was he just trying it out? He was, he. It happened earlier, and and he went through practice, and then, you know, upon discussion, he figured it was best just to just to not. He he could have played, uh, but again, you know, you run the risk. You run a risk of it. You run a risk what he's dealing with. So, um, you know, we we made that decision based on those components after the skate was done based on, you know, uh, further discussion of how it felt. But you saw him out there. He went through the whole pregame skate, which is good news. Don, you guys had several chances to tie that game, you know, especially in the second period. What did you make of just quality, traffic in front? I mean, where do you think was just what prevented you from breaking through? Well, it's, uh, I mean, obviously we're playing, we're playing one of the top teams in the league. I thought we generated uh, at the outset certainly – some great point blank opportunities to, to, to go up in the game. Uh, unfortunate um, that their first goal was definitely on the hands of Ryan Johnson, and that's what happens. It's a quick play. Um, obviously, tough for an official to see, but that's an unfortunate, uh, you know, um, that, that that one ends up in our net. Um, but we, I thought we, you know, again, a stingy team, and I thought we did, a, did some things really well to generate. Um, but uh, obviously not enough. We should have had we should have layers of ins uh, of insulation there. Um, so yeah, there's there were a couple guys. There should have been two two layers there. Uh, but again, it's a it's a quick play. You see him. He's he's got the player had to reach around Ryan and got into the gloves. And and uh, you know typically those are called. I don't know if it's wedged. Hard to see that when you're on the wall there and in tight, but yeah, that's unfortunate. But absolutely, there should uh, should be layers and support underneath. When you have over 40 shots, it might be weird to ask you this question, but did you feel you passed up some great opportunities also? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look and review. Uh, the power play had some, some real good looks. Um, you know, again, you, um, yeah, I mean, you always want more, I guess, always, especially under those circumstances. Played well in Rochester. He said he kind of de developed a different kind of mentality, and I mean, he 
played well tonight. Just what can this do for him? I, guess? I mean, he, he's Eric's a pro. He's been through this over and over, year in and year out. So I, I think, um, you know, he hasn't played in a while. You get in there, and it certainly feels good. So uh, good to get in. He's a competitive guy, and I thought, you know, early – um, I thought he was better as the game went. I thought early some rebounds, you know, he, he, he controlled his rebounds much better as the game went, and it's a tough situation for him coming in. Um, you know, for anybody, t it takes a bit to get into rhythm and into the timing, and I thought he, um, uh, you know, I thought he was he was fine, but it, it's obviously a help to, to be in the rhythm now. Yeah, it looked like Clifton laid a clean hit on Ron Hart. What did you think about the interference call? I thought it was a puck battle, personally. Um, you know, um, thought it was a puck battle, and, and, and you know, their player, uh, Reinhardt, on the play, moved his body into him, and so, no, I mean, the, again, those things happen happen quick, and we're not, we're definitely not going to like that call. That's that's for certain. What were your guys' Well, I mean, our guys watch interference or uh, the goaltending calls through the league every every time there is one, and, and um, it just didn't feel that that was it. Actually, went off the guy in front of the net, deflected off of him, so it wasn't uh, Kachuk's goal, and uh, the player was outside the crease as well. So, um, not one that would be overturned based on all the um, viewings of of stuff that hasn't been overturned. Through the league, okay. generate a lot of shots in the last few games. What's it, what needs to happen to have more of those shots become chances in front of the net and around the net? Yeah, I mean, we had seven seven goals the other night, so so you know that was a good night, um, obviously. Um, and tonight, um, you know, again, a lot of a lot of good looks at just finishing. I mean, I can think of uh, you know a Dallas game. I think Rasmus. Nalene, who's as skilled as they come, and he scored in the same position in the next game against L.A. He had four point-blank shots, right? Four shots point-blank in the in the slot against Dallas. So, um, you know, sometimes you, you have it, and, and sometimes you, you don't when you're in that clean play. Now, to generate more, obviously, you 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 layers and second chances, and I thought, you know, um, you, know you, you always want more. Uh, so... Okay, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato from down there. Uh, again, the injury report update there on Lukanen said that he maybe could have gone, but uh, skated this morning, but decided to day of rest will make it better. You know, after he went through that practice this morning, he just figured it was not best to risk more injury. So Comrie up, called him a pro, and Comrie is. He is a pro. He's, you know, he, he takes a really good attitude, even in a situation right now that you know he doesn't want to be in where he's barely playing. 4 nothing the final. Thanks for listening here to our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Back up here in the press box, Brian Colsey with you. 4 nothing Florida. If you're listening in your car on your way home from Key Bank Center, uh, your drive home from the game is brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. All right, we will come back, read some tweets at Brian WGR. We'll get the scoreboard, standings update. We'll also hear from Paul Hamilton here. Uh, we'll take another time out here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 4 nothing Panthers over the Sabres. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Up to center, through Reinhardt. Krebs trying to get to the net, and a hip check there by Kulikov. Dislodged Peyton from the puck. The Panthers bring two back the other way down the right side. 
Kyle, the former Sabre, in there on our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. Welcome back here to the Press Box, downtown Buffalo, KeyBank Center. Thanks for joining us here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 4-0 Florida, it's essentially a 2-0 game. Eric Comrie, I thought, played well, at least well, at least well enough to give the Sabres a chance to win. But the team scores nothing, so ultimately it didn't matter who was in net. And the Sabres, over this last month-plus stretch, have gotten very good goaltending. And most of it, if not all of it, has come from Uka Pekalukunen and the Sabres have gained no ground in the standings. In fact, and some of these teams, they've actually lost ground, which is mind-boggling for how good their goaltending has been. But another night that the goose egg sits on the scoreboard and another night to a backup goaltender for Florida tonight, Anthony Stellars. He makes 45 saves, first-star honors in this win. All right, we will get scores and update you on the standings coming up. Let's go down to the media room where Paul Hamilton is to get his final thoughts on this one. Paul, I was just saying, like, it's kind of a 2-0 game for most of this here. I mean, it just, at any point, your one bounce, deflection, or even lucky breakaway from it really being a game, and they just could never even get one on the board. Yeah, another night that you've wasted a goaltending performance. A lot of those this year, where your goaltender played absolutely fantastic, and he got nothing, and you don't get any points out of it. Comrie, I thought, did a great job. Uh, in net, uh, you know, you, we didn't know till after the game when he found out. He knew by the end of the morning skate, so he had all afternoon to prepare, and he was prepared. Made some great saves along the way. Kept the game 0-0 and won nothing for a long time, and uh, you know, then Florida gets the kind of goal that Buffalo normally doesn't score. The type of goal they did score against the Los Angeles Kings, but you know, it's just a delayed penalty call. Tichuk comes out. Whips the puck towards the net. Lundell's there, screening the goaltender, tips the puck, and now it's 2-0. And once the Florida Panthers get up 2-0 on you against a team like the Buffalo Sabres, who can't score goals right now, you pretty much know the game's over. Buffalo's not scoring three. Uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, they'll be lucky if they score one, and they didn't. You know, so, uh, you know, that's what happened there. And really, it's... <laughs> It's really not a lot to talk about here because it's the same old thing. I mean, yeah. it's just nothing's different. They generated shots, but the chances that they generated weren't good enough. And, uh, you know, they uh, they wind up with a goose egg on the board because, you know, they're not, uh, they're not uh, going out there and going to the net on a regular basis or getting on to those rebounds like they did against Los Angeles. And, you know, that's... Yeah, they got seven goals against Los Angeles, but that's not the point. They did everything well. They competed hard. They were up in on battles, forcing turnovers, getting pucks and men to the net, all the things you need to do to win hockey games. And they wound up with seven goals, but even if they wound up with four goals, I mean, that's the way you need to play hockey. And it just is so few and far between. And people, yeah, but they got 40, however many shots it was, 40, was it, three, four? 45 tonight. 45, yeah. and yeah, they did. But Stellars looked off balance to me tonight. He made the saves, definitely. He made some good saves at times. Um, however he made them, he did make the saves. I mean, you can't take it away from him. But I, I also thought there were opportunities, even at the end of the game, near the end of the game there, where it looked like the Sabres were just going to tap the puck into an empty net. And they, they couldn't even do that. 
That I mean, chance it, Paul Oposo had in the third in the crease there, I was thinking, all right, that's going to get him that early goal in the third that they were looking for. Um, that's just, you know, one example. We could go back to the first and start talking about Zach Benson or, you know, Middlestat later in the first. I mean, there was, a, there was definitely enough around the net. It wasn't to the level of L.A., like you said, but there was definitely enough that at least it could have been 2-1 or 2-2 in the final minutes, and then at least it's interesting and you're playing for points possibly. Look at the power play chance they had, uh, you know, where Darlene whips it uh, to the to the nets. Lars made a good save on that and made an equally good save because Oposo had screened him. Yeah. So it was a screenshot by, by Darlene that he makes a great save on, and then Oposo jumps right on the rebound but can't get that pass to Lars either. He makes a great save on that one there. There was a good opportunity right there to make it a two-to-one game. Uh, you know, that, that they had it right on their stick early in the game at 0-0. Um, I believe it was Paterka set up Zach Benson. And Benson put a nice move on to the backhand, and he had him beaten. All he had to do was flip it over him, and it's one nothing Buffalo. But it kind of f- went off his stick, and he wound up hitting the side of the net with it. And another opportunity that went by the boards there. That was a golden opportunity for Buffalo to get the lead instead of Florida. Now, Florida's not the type of team that's going to panic because they get down one to nothing, but it gives the Sabres some confidence. They feel better about themselves and about the game if they take the one to nothing lead. Yeah, that's right. And Comrie, Paul, as you said, you know, comes in and handles himself quite well. Uh, quite well. Don Granado says, you know, he's a pro, and, you know, I think you would agree with that statement just from being around Comrie enough and seeing how he prepares and his attitude so they got that that little adversity maybe coming into the game was, oh, my goodness, we're not going to have our guy that's been on fire for us. Well, they were able to essentially overcome that piece, um, but it's another backup goaltender that ends up looking outstanding at the end of the night. And I guess I would put tonight's, you know, energy effort, net presence, secondary chances, grittiness, maybe in between mm-hmm. the, the bad effort that we saw against St. Louis that Don Granato called him out for, and then, of course, the excellent performance we saw against L.A., which, again, in, in, this, in this league should be at least good enough to get one or two, which tonight still would have been good enough. But that's what's, you know, you shake your head. You're like, you know, I, I'm not saying they were bad tonight, but, God, even in this league, like, they were good enough to get one or two, and they still find a way to get zero. I would say I would disagree with you. I understand that Stellars is a backup goaltender. He's a darn good goalie. I mean, he's, he his numbers are better than Bobrowski's. He came in, and in, in this is his 17th game, and the numbers will be even better. But he came in with a 2.11 goals against and a very good 917 save percentage in 16 games, and that's going to get even better. That's probably up around 920 or somewhere there. So, I wouldn't get too carried away, in, in my opinion. I wouldn't get too carried away with the backup goalie thing. Yeah. Um, in, in this particular case, uh, <laughs> the backup goalies got pretty, pretty good numbers. Yeah, I would agree. And the power play had a chance. We know only two, but to start the third period, they got it there with that holding call. And, you know, tonight we know it kind of reminds us of the struggles there. And that has been a problem, Paul, that obviously has not gone away. That's been there since night one, which – you know, will be which will headline of the reasons this season why maybe they're, why they're not going to be in the postseason again. Yeah, I, I was walking down after the game, and my article's not going to be hard to read or write. I could basically steal what I wrote two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over and over again. 
you know, it's nothing, nothing new, nothing different, nothing's changed. And that's, I think, the frustrating part of it that, you know, they, they put the shots on goal. You know, I, I wasn't real fond of their effort to start with, but I thought, I thought it got, they were fine. They were, I, I, oh, the overall game, I would not criticize their compete or their effort other than competing to get to the net. You know, I would like to see more of that uh, than, than I saw. But, uh, you know, it's just – and again, I, I'm just going to keep saying this over and over. Your best players have to be your best players. And quite simply, they're not. Yeah, They're not producing. Their best players are not producing. And for the Buffalo Sabres to be a good team, it can't just be, well, you played a good game. Well, congratulations. But you need – you know, uh, Dylan Cousins, you need Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat, Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, J.J. Paterka, Alex Tuck. Paterka had a breakaway near the end and, and wasn't able to score on it. They've got to be your best players on a nightly basis, and that's just not happening right now. Yep. All right, Paul, Minnesota is next, and uh, that is a 5 p.m. puck drop on Saturday, so we will hear from you then. Appreciate your work tonight. Thanks again. Yes, we will talk to the folks in Radio Land at 5 o'clock. Or right. 5 o'clock puck drop, 4 o'clock. That's 4 o'clock pregame, that's right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Paul. Have a good night. Yep. All right, Paul Hamilton on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. You know, Paul saying, yeah, I'm going to grab some of what I wrote from another story. Well, the fans are kind of saying the same thing here as we get to some tweets our Surf Pro first response from the fans. Surf Pro Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Here's the responses. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, Alex Tuck said afterwards, talking about playing more gritty, all those sort of things. Uh, Andrew says, didn't Cousins say the same thing back in November? Uh, Andrew said that, yes. Thank you, Andrew. I agree. Aaron says, tired, same stuff over and over. Rings hollow. I go to the games and it's just a joke. Yep, same things over and over and over again. Uh, Nancy's like, I, yep, I think I've heard this before. Yep, once again. Uh, Salamander8 says, how long has this been said this year by how many players? Oposo says it. Cousins said it. Now it's Tuck. Same thing over and over and over again. It is the same reasons. Pat, I think uh, <laughs> it's it's not like, well, here's what Florida did tonight differently to stop us. It's This is, this is every loss. It seems to be this almost the exact same reason every time whether it's one goal no goals it's just not enough and and they're getting chances tage thompson had three on a power play jeff skinner had one on a power play these are goals the team was scoring last year and for whatever reason this year they just are not doing it and for a team that consistently put up high goal totals last year they have regressed even farther than anybody's expectations of what their scoring was going to be this year. Yeah, really disappointing. That was what people found very to be entertaining and fun about this team last year. Even in losses, they were entertaining to watch, and they were putting the puck in the net. All right, 4 nothing. Florida is our score. Let's get the rest of the scores here from Pat as we go around the league. Brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Here's Pat with the scoreboard. Plenty of scoring tonight. We'll start in St. Louis where the Blues have five goals. Robert Thomas is 19th of the season. They lead the Oilers 5-2 with 12.15 to go in the third period. The Stars with an eighth spot against Nashville, including two from Matt Duchesne. The Stars leading the Predators 8-2, 11-10 to go in the third there. 
After 40 minutes in Chicago, Connor Bedard is back tonight after missing the last five and a half weeks with a broken jaw. However, Pittsburgh leads the Blackhawks 2-1 after 40. Midway through the second period in Calgary, it's the Sharks 2, Flames 1, while no score between the Canucks and Red Wings. Earlier tonight, the Kraken beat the Bruins 4-1. That means with Florida's win tonight, they have matched the Bruins' point total at 74. It took 54 seconds into overtime. William Nylander gets the game winner as Toronto defeats Philadelphia 4-3. Austin Matthews had a natural hat trick in that game as well. Ducks 5-1 winners over the Senators. Lightning double up the Avalanche 6-3. There's the Kings 2, Devils 1. And the Rangers stop the Canadiens 7-4. One note from college basketball tonight, Brian, as well. Caitlin Clark breaks the all-time and wins hoops scoring record. She needed eight points, scored the first eight points of the game for Iowa as the Hawkeyes, number four in the country, roll over Michigan, 106-89. And if you haven't seen the shot, search it up on social media. It was closer to half court than it was the three-point line. Yeah, it was on the Hawkeyes <laughs> logo. So, yeah, it was that, that was a, a shot that uh, had some uh, emphasis on it. Yeah, really, really. And she just stepped into it like it was a normal jump shot. Yep. Yeah, really, really cool. So congratulations to her. Definitely the star of all of college basketball, for sure. There's nobody on the men's side that is kind of taking uh, command and, and getting the, the attention individually that she's getting right now with Iowa. And potentially has one more year of eligibility, so she could eventually get to Pistol Pete's all-time collegiate record for men's or women's basketball. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to watch if that was like a storyline going into next year. All right, Pat, thank you for your work tonight. Mm -hmm. All right, so those are the scores from Pat. What does that mean for the standings? Let's get to that now. Brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand, ta uh, stand tall with Native Pride. Florida's win puts them now into first, into a tie with Boston. They're both 74 each, but they have the tiebreaker. They have won 10 in a row on the road. They have won 8 of 10 overall, and they've won four straight. The Panthers really clicking right now. Top goal differential. In the East with 43. Yeah, they are, their power plays good. They've got two good goaltenders, as Paul mentioned. And, you know, what I meant was, you know, before what I meant backup goaltender was purely this made by games played. I mean, Paul's right. The Stellars' numbers are better. But Bobrovsky's played 40 games. Stellars has played 16 coming into tonight. So, um, you know, that differential. But Paul's right. I mean, Stellars' numbers are very good. He He's not one of just these, uh, you know, no-name backup goalies that maybe – uh, you know, don't deserve any credit. But uh, he stones the Sabres tonight for sure in that 45 safe effort. All right, for the Sabres, they drop to 23-26-4. They still have 50 points. Ottawa's only four back behind them with three games in hand. Keep an eye on that. The wild cards right now, Toronto won behind Matthews, as you heard there with the hat trick, uh, 64 points, and then the Red Wings with 60. So right now still a 10-point deficit. But a ton of work beyond the 10 points. You've got to pass Montreal, Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders, and the Devils before you even can get to those Detroit Red Wings. Our final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Now, we mentioned uh, Darlene playing a ton of ice time tonight. 29-29, eight shots, four block shots, statistically leading the way uh, for the Sabres, uh, who end up with 45 total. Thompson had five shots. Clifton had four, Oposo had four, and a really good opportunity on the doorstep for Oposo on that power play early in the third period when the Sabres couldn't score at all. There was one in the crease late, too, uh, with 2.11 to go. It just, you know, somehow didn't go in. 
the overhead shot, at least initially, we were thinking, was it under Stellars? But then it actually wasn't the crease. I thought Don Granado should have challenged on Florida's second goal just because it felt like one of those nights where the Sabres are going to have trouble scoring. And I was thinking, look, you know, if they get the power play goal, if they get the power play and then maybe a chance to make it 3 nothing, like, you know, maybe it was going to be over anyway, a 2 nothing. It just didn't feel like the Sabres were going to get to 3 tonight to win. And I thought, hey, you want to keep it a one-goal game and maybe you can get that bounce or get that break or get that deflection. Uh, well, that never came. So ultimately, again here, like, not going to waste much time harping on the decision because it didn't matter. Buffalo didn't score at all. And again, you know, the loss of Lukanen tonight fails to really even matter because Comrie played well, and even if Lukanen was in and played outstanding, well, you still need a goal at some point to win a game, and they didn't. So uh, we'll see if the Sabres can bounce back Saturday. 5 o'clock puck drop against Minnesota. Uh, we'll have the pregame at 4 o'clock right here on WGR. And then don't forget the next home game is Monday, President's Day. The kids are off from school. I think it is uh, area youth hockey day they're celebrating here, so I'm sure a lot of teams – will be here uh, in attendance for that one. Okay, before we go, Kevin Adams speaking with our Shope on the Bulldog uh, just two nights ago, and a lot of this stuff here, good about the Sabres' future, about conversations about Don Granado, about conversations with Terry Pagula. If you're wondering what the owner's up to, he'll tell you that. Uh, also about Casey Middlestat's future, the trade deadline, uh, how Lukanen's been doing, all that and more here. Uh, with the Sabres GM. So before we leave you from KeyBank Center on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, here's the Sabres general manager, Kevin Adams, from Tuesday with Shope of the Bulldog. That's 50. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 